welcome to Art and Science Punks podcast, where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and how we play with those things in our lives. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stensinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hi, Kate. I am Rob Stensinger. Hey, Robbie. So tonight, we're going to talk about music. Music. So tell me, before we jump in, what is either currently stuck in your head... Or what's the last song you had stuck in your head? Oh boy, the <clears throat> something is stuck in my head with some kind of musicality almost all the time, mm-hmm. every waking moment. Mm. How so, is that for you? Relaxing, frustrating? Um, often pretty great. Okay, uh, and um, sort of just sort of this buoyant feeling. Right. That's uh, but sometimes other other things get in. And mm-hmm. so it's t- mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> what you humming over there. John Jacob. Oh, no. <laughs> you did it to everybody who's listening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So sometimes, right. sometimes it's sometimes not a, great. Sometimes a folk song that was your children sing. Yeah. Endlessly. Yep. There's that. And um, no, like there, I, I have a, um, an affection for uh, catchy guitar licks and riffs. Sure. Right? Is there a and difference? a little bit of metal melody. So a riff is like um, something that's a little more chordal, you know, and then, but a, a lick would be like a, like a ZZ Top's uh, Just Got Paid. Right? That's like, often stuck in your head. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some good guitar mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. And the first the the first verse is gold. Like it's so delightful. And um so you combine you combine that like raspy bluesy singing with yeah. a nice nice little guitar lick in there. Oh love it. So yeah, I mean that's 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 one that's commonly in my head. And I invite it. I'm like, hey, come here. Come here, come be in my right. head. Yes. Unlike John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. No, nope. get out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please. I couldn't believe that. We have no more room. It's like, you know, when kids discover something for the first time that, you know, it's not new, but it's new to them. Yeah. Whew. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you have to, you know, once you've sung it 10,000 times in your head, then, then you know, she'll be good and she'll be on her side with it. <laughs> yeah. So this was a couple of days ago when this happened. This was probably maybe a week ago. And we finally had to insist that she stop singing it because it was in everyone's head for like two days straight and everybody was ready to, um, you know, poke their ears out. So the other night at dinner, this was, I think, last night at dinner, she was singing it under her breath. <laughs> and the three-year-old kind of... went nuts. Stop it! <laughs> She didn't want it stuck in her head. God yeah. is singing that thing under her breath. Yeah, so funny. So, what about you? Like, what uh, what what music has been stuck in your head recently? I mean, besides that, right? That one, that. that one, definitely got stuck in my head. You know, the kids and I listen to the radio, just the general radio in the car, quite a bit, and so I get. Dumb pop songs stuck in my head. 
And that drives me a little crazy. Isn't that their job, though? It is their job. It is their job, but that happens to me. So hmm. um, I've had Lady Gaga's Million Reasons stuck in my head quite a bit. Sure. I hear she says that phrase a few times. A, a few times. And then the other one, um, oh, there's another one that was stuck in my head. And uh, I would sing a couple, like, in involuntarily sing a little bit of it, like as I was walking down the hall at work and I'm like, mm, and then I'd think of like the next couple lines and I'm like, this is not a song I should be singing at work. I can't think of what it is now and I'm not going to try that hard because, you know, once it's oh, out so of your it head, might, yeah. don't work hard to get it back in. Um, yeah, so just bad pop songs stuck in my head. Nice. Well, yeah, sometimes you lose yourself in the music in the moment. <clears throat> you, you'll never let it go. So we, that's true. So I don't want to just talk about what music gets stuck in our head all night. So that was, that's not the, the right. plan or the purpose. No, that's fine. I like, it, it's a, it, this is a fun, um, it's a very gameful conversation because it, it looks like we're in sort of a, uh, um, an arena where we're like waiting to Thunderdome just, yeah, it's like earworm. You feel like you're in Thunderdome right now. Just, sorry, just checking in. You feel Thunderdome. Yeah. Oh, earworm Thunderdome. Yeah. I know. I don't feel like I'm a small person on a large person's back, nor vice versa. And I'm not going to defeat someone with force. Okay. But I, I give was, an earworm. Um, we've done that to each other before. I know I've um, texted you from work. Yeah, earworms. that's awesome. Oh, that you, have, you like it. No, oh, I, nope. th- I didn't know. No, you That was like sarcasm. It. Sarcasm. <laughs> so, okay. The... Uh, as you pointed out, that's not the topic. So, but but music being being our focus, yeah. What, uh, I, what concerns are we thinking in the art and science way, art and science punk style? Um, I don't know that I have any concerns. I just think music is of, of like thought, right? Not concern, like oh, you know, fill out the survey why you know how our customer service could be better. Concern. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I think music is a really big part of our lives. I think we do a lot with music and we try to engage our kids with music, whether it's, you know, we're going to put on some fun music while we do cleanup. Oh, sure. Um, to kind of help move things along. Oh gosh. Just the other morning too, um, getting our three-year-old ready. And I, what was it? What was the exchange? But it was kind of like, um, Oh, she just shared that she wanted to play some music on the device in her room, right? And I was like, hey, so how about you start getting ready? And as as you actually start getting ready, I'm going to play some interesting music. And she was like, okay. And it made all the difference. It was, I mean, I think Power she was... struggle over. Yeah, she was She was getting dressed and, and excited about it and, you know, hearing you know, some new fun things that, that had some groove and rhythm that you just played just, music off your phone. Yeah. I played music you off didn't my phone. Take her that, musical instrument and play. No, nope. because that wouldn't have worked just so you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How about I play with your toys and you get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, we do. We use music, um, you know, as that kind of opportunity to, um, redirect or distract, um, sometimes, I do that for myself. Absolutely. A lot. We have a lot of dance parties at our house. Yeah. I think um, there was an art and science punk Instagram post recently of you and the children having a Friday morning dance party. Yeah, I think so. That's, uh, 
it's funny. I mean, we, we do seem to enjoy music in different ways, mm-hmm. right? For me, I get the urge to play music when I hear music. And okay, truth be told, I do like to sort of, I, I like to move my body and whatnot, but I don't feel like skilled and, and um, I don't know, as, I don't know, like dance is not as much my language of connecting with music. Oh, as sure, much, right? Sure. Where, <laughs> dance uh, party is the not other your folks one. in the house seem to be like just way into um, just getting and getting up and moving uh, your bodies is like that's your main expression with music, right? Right. So, yeah, but I do like to play it. Absolutely, and I feel it physically. Yeah, but like it's 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 not it's not quite the same. But once in a while, you know, when you have this many you know people doing dance parties, you, that's you, right. You, you join you, the dance one party. Finds oneself in a dance party. That's right. So, yeah, I think it's fascinating, too, because we approach music in a lot of different ways. And I bet, you know, many people do this. So one is, you know, listening to music, right, as we've been talking about and getting songs stuck in our head and and having dance parties and using music for all the different, you know, transitions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But we also, a couple years back, very intentionally for uh, one of the major gift giving holidays, um, kind of stocked up to make sure that we had musical instruments. Yep, that was true. Yeah, yes. um, I mean, we just kind of made that a focus or a theme um, one holiday season. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've added to our collection through the years, but we make sure that we have a bin of musical instruments. And we have, um, my favorite are the recorders. <laughs> are right? you being sarcastic? <laughs> I love recorders. I mean, it's just so painful. Cause it was a, it's an approachable instrument. Instrument. I don't know if um, so. A recorder is the it's the uh, it's a wind instrument where it looks a little bit like mm, a clarinet, a tiny clarinet. Yeah, basic. Without, yeah. yeah, without all the bells and whistles, it's just sort of a. It's usually the first instrument you're given, like in fourth grade music class. Sure. And you know. You can learn hot cross buns. Um, Hot snake charmer cool. song. What else? Uh, twinkle, Mary twinkle. Little, little lim- oh yeah, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Same yeah, song. Classics. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> ABC. Right. You can learn that one. Song. You can yeah. learn that one too. Nice. Um, so yeah, we have um, recorders. We have drums. Yeah, a couple little little things, right? Um, yeah. Not like a full kit or something. No, but we have a little like, a, a little tom. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, there's, uh, a, a thumb piano, which I think is, I was just going to ask you what that thing is called. Yeah. So it's, it's like, a uh, it, there's a little, um, what's it? It's about as big as a little, a, a book, right? Yeah. It's like a nice, like a chapter book, thick chapter book or paperback. And you, um, it has this, you know, two, like a, almost like a, uh, a subtle, um, I'm not, it's not shaped like a letter V, but it has tines that get they get big toward the middle, small toward the edges. And then if you grab it with, you know, two hands and you have your thumbs up above the the sort of tines, tines you can you can sort of pluck down on them. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's almost it's, it's makes, a very pleasant sounding. Yeah, instrument. it makes great sound. Yeah. We'll have to post a link to that because that's a cool instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, we have wooden blocks. Yep. Um Oh, some I think we shakers. Have, yeah, some maracas, some mm-hmm. bells, tambourine, um, and then the ukes, right? We've got ukuleles. True, true. We also have a cajon. 
We do have a cajon, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that came later, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the ukuleles. This mm-hmm. was a yeah. Um, and then we do have also one of those little kid keyboards, right? Like a little kind of plastic keyboard. Ours happens to be in the shape of a cat. Oh sure. And one of the sounds it makes is is the meow sound. So instead of playing, you know, piano or organ, you can play your song. Meow. True. Gosh, why didn't I bring that in here? That would have been great you can, background. Yeah, you can meow all the time, and it's it's not a problem because, yeah. Yeah. But, Push a button. Yeah, but it's fantastic because they love to kind of go and experiment, and I think just about every play date has at least one musical performance. Okay, so yeah, I mean, so I'm curious about the experiences we're getting out of this. So we have yeah. a nice little inventory. We've painted a picture of like, you know, some of the, the musical inter- inter- interest and, and then also um, we've chosen to sort of surround our, you know, some an area of our home with, with uh, you know, some actual musical objects, right? Yeah. What, um, uh, so you're like, you're, you're mentioning like, so one of the outcomes is that play dates tend to have at least one performance, one band performance. And it often comes with costumes, um, naming the band. (laughs) We had some really terrible, terrible names. Um, um, (laughs) And then they make band posters. And then they decide where, who's going to stand where. And then like, then they play a song. Mm-hmm. That they make up on the fly as they're going. Yep, yep, true. But it's always fun to kind of see that creativity. And um, what I love about it is, you know, that kind of end-to-end process, right? Where they're not just going to, they're not just thinking about the song. Like, there's a whole production that's happening. Yeah. The, you know, the stage the whole, production. Every bit of it is ephemeral. Like, none of this is, like, caught, captured, and, like, yeah, we're, yeah. like, no, wait a minute, you're off, you're off key. Yeah. You know, get on rhythm, you know? No. Nope. No one's doing that. Um, but there will be a ticket. You have to have a ticket to get into the show. Yep. And it's a, it's a and event. you must request autographs at the end of the show. <laughs> True. Uh, you I've don't. that that can offend some artists. Oh, my really. goodness. If you don't ask for an autograph at the end of the show. Yeah. Things get rough. What an, what a, what an interesting picture of, of like... Uh, musical life right yeah yeah i wonder where that does come from that autograph thing hmm i wonder and that could have been a, a friend to introducing that concept i have no idea yeah totally but like yeah but it's there right? that we've um so yeah i think yeah. that's part of the experience that we get with having the instruments around um it's something that i hope the kids choose to study as they get older Mm -hmm. where they learn you know some of the the music theory and those things well i mean yeah that's that's certainly a hope i'm not sure if like our current approach is is likely to facilitate that or not but it's kind of an exposure sort of thing that's where where i'm at with it is here you go um this exists and inherently as you interact with it there's this pleasing you know some instruments take more skill than others, right? So that you have the thumb piano is going to be, um, hey, I'm here to make good sounds. Right. No problem. Tambourine, cajon, all that, right? But then the guitar, nah. 
<laughs> it takes more skill. It Guitar's takes... like, no, we, we're not just here to, you know, um, uh, slap at the strings or, or yeah. you know, make make, them, make all the strings move at once or whatever. It's like, you no, know, there's particular things you need to do with your fingers kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we have a, a, there's a variety of skill levels. I'm curious to see, like, what, you know, what will they study or not? Yep. No, I completely agree. Um, so, so in a way, th- this is a long-term experiment. Yeah. Which I think you just defined parenting. <laughs> and, you know, I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. You, um, you, are, you play guitar. You play instruments. Yes. Um, so how does that impact your life? Or what does that mean to you in your life? Is that hmm. a skill you're, gl- you're glad you have? I mean, that's kind of a dumb question. But- is that a skill I... I have deep regret. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to stand up straight. <laughs> the weight. The weight of knowing it's, how to play an instrument. Uh, no, well, yeah, no, whatever. I'm, I have some, you know, some some skill with a guitar, and I've I've then applied that to a variety of other uh, musical things, mm-hmm. and that I've. Oh, I find uh, pretty re- rewarding when when I have like a particular need for it, and also find it like when I don't have a need for it. It's always been there for me as a, uh, uh, it's like this emotional meditative release. Sure, absolutely. This is it. I mean, so yeah, teenage Rob started playing guitar because feelings, right? <laughs> <laughs> And it was less complicated than relationships and stuff, right? That's it. And and I thought, well, this this is a so satisfying in, in its own as a as a pursuit, right? That um, I honestly think I I don't know. Like I would love to know more about it. I've studied some. You know, like I I know just a little bit of music musical theory. I couldn't, for the amount of time I've played guitar, I could know a lot more. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of vexes Mm -hmm. me a little bit where I'm like, "Eh, I should know more about this. I really. So I have a question for you and I should know the answer to this. Um, But how did metal become your thing? How did metal become my thing? Yeah. Good question. Um, Hmm. Because, you know, you don't listen to country music. You don't listen to pop music other than when the children and I are dancing and we make you <laughs> well yeah pop music on occasion because i mean some music it can be fun crosses different categories and whatnot and and i but, mean and without l- a doubt like like rock and hard rock and all that stuff that are components in metal and and blues and jazz and stuff that all influence i mean i end up whatever i mean i know so but I my point is metal's your thing it is yes it is so how did metal become your thing Oh, hmm. Purely, hmm. How it felt to listen to, you know? Mm. Like the, um, the emotions that I was hearing and what I was hearing. And, and, uh, uh-huh. I, I, I felt very soothed by, right? I oh, mean, wow. so I could, yeah, I mean, I could hear, Especially some kind of, you know, epic metal sounding thing like, you know, um, the first Iron Maiden album I got into was Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Mm-hmm. And that... It's a great album. 
Yeah. And, and, but there's, there's a whole, um, it's a concept album. And then, so it's, there's, there's a bigger story. There are a variety of emotions at different intensities explored, uh, a lot of, you know, a mix of anger and pain, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it felt perfect for like angsty teen Rob. And, um, then it's just interesting though, because yeah, studying guitar around that time too. Oh, sure. Then I was like, that's, that's what I want to make too. Mm -hmm. So, so those two things are connected. Some intertwining of those. Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever had a time in your life where you listen to a different kind of, a different kind of music? Uh, yes. Like, what do you, um, like now, like all the time, because <laughs> I mean, I'm exposed no, to different like, kinds of hey. music, like growing up and the kind of things that, you know, like the, the records my mom would play or whatnot. And that, um, things like, um, certainly the, uh, you know, rock of the sixties and pop of the sixties, beach boys. Sure. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, the carpenters, things like that, things that, um, I had, a, a you know, one of my, I had an uncle that was into like uh Steve Miller band and Black Sabbath and Kiss and all that. And I was, oh, yeah. and, and then I was like, wow, there's a lot of, this is intense. I'm kind of intimidated, but I'm like fascinated and excited by this music. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, Van Halen and all that stuff I was exposed to like right as it was coming out. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, had, had a little bit of time pass and, uh, I got, I got really into, First ZZ Top, then Def Leppard, and then Guns N' Roses, and then Metallica, and oh, then sure. Iron Maiden, and it just sort of went on from there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of there's like a bit of a feedback loop in 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 that progression. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's uh, a that progression makes a lot of sense. Other than I thought Maiden was in earlier than than that on, was, on the, the we're list. talking months. Oh, yeah. Okay, so but uh, but then. Uh, <laughs> I I would get together with friends to um to uh lift weights in my parents' basement. Right? Oh sure. And we would it's uh we would trade and and play different metal we thought we were excited about, right? And that's when I first actually learned about Iron Maiden. Yeah, I doubt like classical would have been the thing for lifting weights. Exactly. I mean, there's so much for like a bunch of teen boys. stereotypical masculinity teenage boy stuff, uh-huh. you know, just wrapped in there. Yeah. That here you go, there's metal. And to the extent where like I, I associated it so much with the, the world of being uh, being a computer geek, a nerd into D&D and art and all that stuff that I was surprised when I actually went to a metal concert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. There's a bunch of other people here. This is different. This, yeah. This is a different group than I expected That's to show so up. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so, so. funny. Because my musical history, if you yeah. will, is very different. Um cool. You know, I, you know, well, first of all, wait a minute. So you were in band growing up and I mean, you must have, and you were a dancer. So you had to have been super into music from a long time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But my history is, is different than kind of what you're saying. So first of all, my father ran the radio station in town and it played top 40 radio. Right. So that was kind of, you know, partly like our bread and butter. So that's what you listen to. And then the competing station in town played country music and they were the enemy, right? That was the competitor. So wow, we hadn't, we didn't have anything to do with that country music. 
and I mean, it wasn't uh, like a vicious competition, but we were the top 40. That's what you Sure, but to. if someone bought ads on that station, they weren't giving that money to you. To, right. Yeah, your family's. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, your, sure. Your, your dad's station. I'm just saying like, we weren't like hostile towards the other station or anything. Sure. But, um, it's just business. Yeah. So so there was that that kind of aspect of just, you know, top 40, what was on the radio. If it wasn't on the radio, it kind of didn't exist. So what, so what stage of your childhood is this? Mm. Let's see. My dad went to the radio station. I was probably, I would say probably third grade all the way through my whole life. Okay. So I was super into pop music in third grade. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying that yeah. that continued through, through my whole life. Okay. Cool. But there's another piece of it that I want to tell you about. And that is, um, when I was in high school, so yes, I danced. And so that influenced my music as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I did ballet. So I listened to a lot of classical music and I, you know, did dances to classical music. Um, hmm. but in high school we were very into theater, like just kind of a whole bunch of us. So listening to Les Miserables, listening to Miss Saigon, listening to Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Um, I mean, I think I wore out the double disc set of Miss Saigon Mm. um, as, you know, in my high school years, like, you know, junior, senior year. Okay. Just a ton of, of time and, and, and was it the 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 combination of music and story? Or, absolutely, I mean, okay. the music and the story, and the um, you is know it, the intense the feelings and emotions, ah. and you know, not really the what topic. No, because okay. the topic of Miss Saigon is you know, uh, war torn Saigon, and hmm. these children that were born to um, you know Saigon women that had American soldiers as their Ooh. you know. Fathers and yeah, like a big and deep um, kind of issues that didn't have a direct effect or impact on my life growing up in small town South Dakota. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I mean, but some power in that story. I oh, mean, like very the, much the, power the, in the story wow. and the music was just beautiful and amazing. Yeah, um, and so well performed and produced. Um, and so, yeah, then, um, going and actually seeing the shows, I mean, we would drive, you know, wherever we needed to go to see these productions, um, you know, which was typically Minneapolis. Okay. Right. So we'd go up to Minneapolis and see Phantom of the Opera or Miss Saigon or yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. Cats. Uh, I remember seeing cats and not understanding one bit of it. It was okay. beautiful and the music was fantastic, but I was like, I do not get what is happening here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You know. well, what's I, and I honestly, like, because of podcasts recently discussing uh, Les Mis, I have oh, sure. some fleeting concept of what that story is about, right? Yeah. But, um, but all these others, yeah, this stuff missed me by. Yet, you asked a question that I somewhat dodged. And this dun, is an dun, example. Dun. <clears throat> this is the, so. So let's say I encountered a new person in my life, right, that had different musical music, musical tastes. Mm-hmm. This is when I would get exposed to different things. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. You were and kind so, of a music ambassador. Uh, like you like to trade music. Absolutely. And so in some, and did yes. you, did you make a lot of mixtapes? I made some mixtapes. Yes. And handed them out. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny. I made you a mixtape. You did. 
Yeah. So, uh, that, uh, yeah, the, the mixtape thing was, was, was helpful for, for exchanging music. So, but you know, depending on the kind of relationship, right. I mean, so it could be coworkers, could be other kinds of friends. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, at some point I got really into like, uh, uh, Depeche Mode Violator. Oh right? yeah. Loved Which some Depeche I, Mode. Yeah. I think particularly, particularly that album is, uh, I think, you know, very masterful and, and of course it doesn't have, um, and in some ways it's like, there's different styles, like a genre in itself is a sort of instrument yeah. with which to project the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there are intense emotions in that, that well, there's a certain bias toward a particular, like, you know, lustful kind of thing. Right. But yeah. like in, in Violator, yeah. but like, um, you know, a certain passion and, and intensity. Right. And that, that carries through in different genres. Yeah. I would imagine, you know, even country music. Um, but possibly wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm a little bit blind <laughs> to that myself, but like, um, it's that, those situations where someone else is passionate. And I'm like, well, why, what are you seeing in that? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what I see in that based on your why, does it match my why do I end up getting the same thing? You know, like, and so sure. that's, yeah. And so like in past, past jobs too, I, I would do musical exchange. Yeah. Um, and sometimes to then start listening to that other music or just to like, Oh, I think I, we understand each other and, yeah. better than, um, yeah, that's that. I, there, there's a whole lot of stories right there, but that's great yeah. though. I think it's cool because that's. I mean, just think about that statement. You know, listening to music that somebody else is passionate about or, or hears so much into helps you, helps me, helps us to understand the that person a little better. Yeah. So is the. <laughs> Have you been waiting to ask me about why I'm into metal for about for a while? No, no. Just when we were when I was prepping for tonight's episode, question. I was like, I don't know. I mean, and again, I prefaced it with this is something I probably should know. But what kind of drove you to metal? And I, I do remember. I mean, I do know. You know about your guitar experiences, and you know that being really meaningful and impactful to you. So yeah. yeah. So I will also say so. Okay, top forty show tunes if you will uh, but also i um i did have a friend an influence that um was into like punk and ska so uh-huh. i had kind of a brief interlude with you know the sex pistols and black flag and um some of those uh fun bands and enjoyed that a lot mm-hmm. um yeah i grew up with a close friend who was very much into the uh into the sex pistols and uh related punk and whatnot that was it's isn't it odd like in and through the friendships and then the exchange of music there's um i don't know doesn't it it's not like this this valueless exchange of oh it's only like now i know more now you know more right, or something right. like that it's there there's extra emotion and yeah some kind of meaning when uh uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really funny. Like I can think of different particular music that I really enjoyed. That's way out of like my normal thing. Mm-hmm. And I can think of like how I got exposed to it. Right. You're thinking about Taylor Swift, aren't you? Taylor Swift. <laughs> ha, that's definitely out of my normal thing. And it was, uh, what was it? When did I hear that the recent album? Because I do feel like, like the, her, that was, what is it? In 1989, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. 
um, it's a masterful work. Like it's a it great is, album. it's an amazing like creative endeavor. And much and, like most of the world, we were all surprised that we loved it. Yeah, um, I I should know where I got exposed to that. I and think it was me. I think um, was it you? Yeah, the kids and I were listening to it, and then you get, also at work you were having some musical exchanges. Yeah, that there was an that. event that yeah. Right. Opinions are my own. Um, so <laughs> let's see what. Um... So I think it's interesting. We kind of have had, you know, musical paths and it'll be funny to watch kind of what our kids experience as their musical paths. Certainly. And yeah. I think and I get I'm guessing this is universal, right? This is not rocket science, but I feel like music has been a huge um influence in our kids lives and they get very attached to things mm. i mean when our eldest was hmm, three or four and her favorite movie was whisper of the heart oh which is this maybe little known miyazaki film yeah it's not one of the main the, yeah show yeah. running headlining um yeah studio ghibli films right but that film has um, a theme song, and that theme song is used throughout the film multiple times in multiple ways, and it's John Denver's Country Roads. Yes. And so... Country Roads. Yeah. I mean, our kid would sing that entire song beginning to end, like, over and over and over again. People would always be like, How, why is that How? the song she knows? <laughs> <laughs> with us little, as her parents are like yeah. yeah um right it's uh, so it's going to be interesting it, there's yeah there's there's so many signals and values in 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 music and, and it's like i am this i am not that and you know you get to sort of find yourself and construct this this um i guess part of your part of your persona through you know, what you claim love for and whatnot. And not that it's, uh, or what, you, what do you love publicly? What do you love privately? <laughs> sure. Yeah. And. Well, and so yeah. one thing that I think is kind of fun and, and cool is some of the different services and apps that, that exist now. Yeah. Um, so like the Alexa app where you can just say, play this song or play that song. And you can kind of listen to anything or you can say, play classical music and they'll, it'll play classical music. I want to say she'll play classical music, but I don't. Yeah. It's, there's no gender in, in the, you know, yeah. code that's running. Um, but what I find fascinating again, from this kind of music, I'm going to say theory, but music theory perspective is, um, any time of year, rain or shine, day or night, the youngest in our family song she's gonna pick frosty the snowman it's a joyful tune it really is yeah but that's that's her go-to is you know she wants to hear frosty the snowman when it's her turn to pick a song what's funny is like it's joyful until like the last verse or so right i don't know because i mean there's a goodbye at the end and whatnot but I, and maybe that's part of it too, where it's like it's a story, it's fun, it's fam it's familiar. Yeah, it's yep. so like bum, 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 upbeat and stuff. What uh, and it what's starts not with, to like, I guess. And it starts with happy 
birthday. Oh my gosh. Of all the things that she you can't be mad stuff. about it, as you know, it's like birthday equals awesome. Right. Let's, let's, um, let's do yeah, Frosty the I want to hear that over and over. I can see that. But, uh, anyway, the, it, it is sort of a, um, the, the, it's so funny. You're pointing to sort of the, the different experiences in consuming and enjoying music. And like, uh, for a, like a chunk of my life, I'll, and like, okay. So growing up again, like the, um, that uh, I have had an uncle or have an uncle that was like super into, you know, particular music that I end up like enjoying a lot of it too. And like, he had an awesome stereo. He would have an awesome oh, stereo. Oh, sure. That used to, that know, was like in the his thing. home, in his car, what have you. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, awesome stereo equals enjoy music a lot. Right. And so I, you know, eventually I had an awesome stereo yeah. and you know, now I don't even know, like I've got a phone and <laughs> headphones and playing stuff out of whatever. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's different, but like there's so many things that are like, are, yeah, it's hard to even cover the amount of differences, but like, Right, we listen to music out of one little tiny speaker versus, yeah. you know, making sure you had the the five or the eight speakers, you know, around your room. Mm. Uh oh, you look like you're longing for the eight speakers around the room. <laughs> I miss those speakers <laughs> so much, but like uh, the the and the and the how and the qualities of the music, whatever. But like. There, there are different features and benefits of throughout the course of that time, and then not to not like we're going to cover that that whole history, but just thinking about the now and just the observation that the now is so different. Yet, um, it's like you can make this this sort of verbal wish, and it can often be granted, right? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. play some music based on a mood. Play some music based right. on whatever um this you know this band make a radio station based on this song or whatever there's so many interesting services out there yeah and that's the navigating uh, them's a pain in the patootie but sure yeah totally oh man mixed bag so many mixed bags as far as far as the the state of like where do you have your musical piles in the cloud and whatever because you know you got the I've, we've got a pile at Amazon. We got a pile at Google. We got a pile at Apple. We got a pile. I mean, they're they're all over the place. Yeah. And, and you know that's a lot different than. And like then there's Pandora. A wall of albums. And Pandora and iHeartRadio and yep. you know all those different things. So, but it's still fun and music is amazing. Don't forget. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll um, I don't know. There's probably other angles on the music topic. We'll we'll, we'll be exploring again, but. Uh, uh, I think we should jump into our picks. Okay, I'm sold. Fantastic. Do Why that. don't you start tonight? So yeah, so a pick of something that I found I found um yeah, interesting, worth sharing. I have the I'm wearing the hat of science this, this week. So my science pick science pick is um okay, so I've got an article again. I've had a few articles of late. Oh good. Yeah, it's I um, like your articles. This is this is about Oh, let's see. It's a think piece about um, critical thinking, uh, scientific method, and intermingling it with um, fields of expertise that are very systemic and some that are less systemic. 
and then mm-hmm. how we can kind of sort of mismatch that the the methods and techniques and and just based on our own biases where like maybe you want to seek a lot of uh confidence through uh statistical significance in a space that like really isn't um really isn't well suited for that sure but like you could through your own designing of a test and how you go about like what you expected in the beginning and what how you interpret what you get out of it i mean you might feel like you answered that thing but you maybe didn't right because there are, um, if you're if you're not curious about how you're doing it, no matter what, like if you love data a little bit more than you love um, sort of um, explanations and story and that okay, kind of thing, sure. Right? Um, it's easy to sort to to jump to conclusions that have like deeper cause, like you're not getting to the root cause. And so this article is, is the, is a fantastic exploration of, um, applying and misapplying. Oh, interesting. The kinds of, um, uh, like how do you find meaning from exploring data and whether it's, you know, quantitative or qualitative. Oh, nice. So yeah, the, uh, the article is called exalting data comma missing meaning. And this is kind of the old adage of, you know, we can make the data say whatever we want it to. Yeah, that's one of that. That is certainly one of the aspects of this. And it's um, to me, this is healthy skepticism, healthy doubt. Sure. Absolutely. Not a matter of stagnating like, oh, you can't do anything unless you have enough data or you, you know, like data doesn't mean anything because you don't believe yeah. in it. No, no. no. like middle ground. It, yeah. There's absolutely this sort of, uh, um, a, a different useful path to navigate that, uh, is not precisely prescribed through this article, but like is fantastic food for thought. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Awesome. Oh, that's a great one. Um, I love your science pick. So my art pick tonight is, um, a very simple one and it is, a book. Okay. It's a book called First Art, and it's Art Explorations for Toddlers and Twos. And what I love about the First Art book is it's got so many great ideas um, and activities for helping your youngest artists really explore art. And one thing that I've always maintained in, in this book, I think, does a nice job of is, you know, at those ages, art is about exploring and, and the, um, the activity of doing it. It's not about the finished product. Is it a little bit about cause and effect, I would guess? Oh, absolutely. At that age, everything's about cause and effect. But yeah, and okay. so this sets up some nice um, activities and art projects. And they're very simple and basic art projects that kids can do. Um, and again, you'll see that they can figure out that cause and effect and see and experience that. Um, but also what I like is it's, you know, it's going to give you like a materials list and some ideas of how to, um, how to run the activity. So Mm. if you want the step-by-step instruction, it's there, but also, um, it's a really good one to kind of springboard off of where it's going to give you kind of a a basic and then you can say, oh, here's where I'm going to take that or here's what I'm going to do with that lesson. We're going to explore color more. We're going to explore sensory objects more, whatever the case may be. Mm. 
So it's it's it sounds like you're 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 gently integrating a few concrete ideas, but you're not like forcing a particular outcome and you're just right. sort of like, hey, there's an experience. Associate these ideas with that experience. Right. That and sounds and have the experience. Have the experience and it's not about right or wrong or mm-hmm. does it look good, you know. Hmm. Um, you know, here's the one that I made you know, now here, let's go, you go make yours. Yeah. You know, it's not that kind of a thing. It's just, let's explore with these art tools and enjoy how that feels. Okay, cool. What's the book called again? The book is called First Art, Explorations for Toddlers and Twos. And I'll get, I'll get a link to it. Awesome. Yeah. What a great pick. Thanks. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. We are the Art and Science Punks, coming to you each week with stories of art, science, and creativity, and oftentimes stories, struggles, and even successes of balancing our personal passions with work and family, and dance parties. (laughs) Art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com, and on Twitter, we are Art Science Punks. And you can find our podcast at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. On Twitter, I'm your art science punk, Rob Stenzinger. And on Twitter, I'm your art science punk, Kate Stenzinger. Because, you know, feelings. That's, that was your answer to why metal. <laughs> <laughs> Which I That's, like. That's a good answer. It yeah. was not the answer I was expecting.